everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host for the evening, the five-star man, Asa Gray. And joining me at this time, as always, is the Big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo! Dalton, happy belated National Scissory Day. I'm not saying the other thing. Because you don't (laughs) get it. (laughs) because <laughs> it's it's i'm gonna just skip to the and i don't give a f- that it's your birthday um, um did you see uh this was my power well not it's not my actual power of positivity but it's a very close second did you see what our our uh, number one fan uh dylan hager said for my birthday i don't think i did all right so on my wall he said uh happy birthday aces co-host <laughs> 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 I died. Oh. Dead. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll find shit. the exact. I'll find the exact the same. I'll find the exact thing he said. No, but it was. The, it was in that vein. Oh uh, my but god! Yeah, it was happy birthday to Ace's co-host. And again, <laughs> I'm very happy that I'm me because some people would be like, "That was really shitty." Whereas, it like, was, I. Oh, I mean, no, it was. But in the best possible way. But it was so funny. Like, I wasn't, like, there wasn't a part of me to be like, man, fuck him. It was literally (coughs) laughter on more laughter. Um, But yeah, just. killed me. Because it was, I I used to have a. I used to have a tag partner and Brandon Barbwire, my trainer, referred to me as, oh, yeah, you're the guy that walks out with him. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, god dang. Mm -hmm. That was, that was, and it was always, it was his way to shut me up. Like, yeah. I would be bitching about something, and that's what he would say to shut me up. And it's like, ooh. Yeah, big happy birthday shout-out to Ace's co-host. That's what it was. Oh, that's... <laughs> that is tremendous. Oh, right? my God. Like, I have a tear in my eye. That... Oh, my I meant God. To t- I meant to tell you that whenever he did it, because it popped me so hard. Holy shit. Um, but I'm happy I waited for the show because your joy of big happy birthday Ooh. shout out to Ace's co-host. I need to change my Twitter bio to Ace's <laughs> you co-host. Really do that. That is a statement made by like he just owns you now. You are property yeah. of Dylan. So sorry to Dylan. My condolences there. Um, <laughs> because you you got a lemon. Uh, holy crap! <laughs> That's and I'm old now too. Fuck. No, shut the fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyway, getting into the show proper itself, that might be my power of positivity, because good god damn. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, (laughs) We start the show every week with the power of positivity, because the internet can be such a terrible, horrible place, and so negative for no reason at all, that we want to do our part to kind of put a little bit of positivity out there, spotlight something in wrestling that we enjoy, and legit like it's something i haven't talked about a bunch on the show where we haven't like pushed on the show of like you can do this too if you're listening to this and you're like oh you know that's that's a neat thing go on twitter and just tag someone that you enjoy wrestling or otherwise like if there's a show or a promotion or a wrestler or a comedian or an actor or whoever artist that you enjoy the stuff that they put out just be like hey i enjoyed this thing you did because especially like you might see a lot of people like retweet on the bad takes and like the negative stuff, but the good stuff is appreciated too. So yeah. let's just our effort to kind of get a little bit more out th- more out there. 
uh, in a cl- and I know that it was, you know, we're talking about this being in a place of positivity, but <laughs> and that just dunking on you isn't necessarily <laughs> positive. But oh my god, that's but that's no, it's tremendous. fine if you it, like. And Dylan and I like, it's not a pair of social things at all. We've we've met, like we met before he even knew I did a podcast. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was wrestling at a show that he was posting about in uh, Cardona and Myers, like Facebook post or Facebook page. And it literally, I saw a picture that he posted of me mm-hmm. and I was like, who the hell was that? And of course <laughs> he didn't like, he didn't know who I was. And so I think I commented like, oh yeah, I, I, that's me in that picture. And then we became friends that way. And it's one of those, like, we're not best friends. We do talk a lot. Like we do message each other a good amount. Like if we see action figures and stuff, but the level of just like, this will work. This will get him, and it fucking did. Like that was again. 10 out of wasn't 10. mad at all. That's yeah, a, ten out of ten. That's a Sean like, Spears. Yeah, that's, that's a Sean Spears. Um, my power positivity is gonna go towards, and this is like, it doesn't really count, but it counts to me. Excuse me. So Lucky Gates, who is a voice actor, he voices Krieger on Archer. Yeah. He posted a couple weeks ago. Uh, his his everyone loves the acclaimed in him rocking the scissor me daddy ass shirt it's a great shirt it's a fantastic shirt well yesterday on national scissoring day he posted a picture with fucking alton brown the bad boy of the professional cooking world of them scissoring and lucky's hey. it <laughs> is in the shirt and it's just like I don't know if Alton is, if they're just friends and he agreed to take a goofy picture or if Alton Brown knows who the acclaimed are and loves the acclaimed. I assume so because everybody loves the acclaimed. Everybody loves the acclaimed. Yeah. But that just made me so happy. I think it was Kenny put it in that, uh, the one group chat we're in and I'm just like, oh my God, this is, I used to, so not wrestling related even remotely, but it's because I brought him up here. I used to hate Alton Brown. Because then this is why, because in high school, I took a class called foods and it was essentially supposed to be kind of like the home ec type of class, but it was, but it was focused more on cooking and our teacher didn't always, um, give a shit. So there was, (laughs) there was a lot of days that we would watch good eats and it was just like, and when you're in high school and you're being made to watch or read something, that yeah. immediately is an uphill battle of like, okay, I, especially when you're like me and you hated every second you spent inside of a school building. Like, I, okay, that's fair. I hated school. I hated going to class. I hated to do the homework. Like, I, I hated just the, the school process. Not me as, too. Not like the time in school necessarily, because like I had friends and it's not like I was you know, I wasn't you. I wasn't just like mercilessly bullied nonstop. I assume. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think we've ever talked about oh, no. high school career. I'm, I was. Don't worry. Oh, I mean, yeah, obviously. But it, and so it was just like, man, I hated the like. I, I was like, I wanted to be doing stuff because it's like, oh, cooking. Like, I want to eat food because we would get to eat the food that we made, and like, I wanted to eat. I mean, I'm a high school teenager. Like, let me eat. Don't I don't want to watch this nerd talk about proteins. And how and what the Maillard reaction is. That's stupid. And it wasn't until college <laughs> of just like they came on. And I think my roommate was watching it at some point. And he's like, oh, no, this show's actually fucking awesome. 
and when I started actually watching it, like not through the the eyes of a pissed off hormonal moody high school student, I was just like, oh no, this show <laughs> fucking rules. Have you ever? So I'm assuming the answer is yes. By the way, you're talking about Alton Brown, but did you ever watch Cutthroat Kitchen? No. Oh my god, greatest fucking um like cooking reality show ever because Alton Brown gets to be an asshole and everybody just accepts it. Like he the shit they come up with to fuck with these like chefs trying to win like $10,000 or whatever it was, the most diabolical thing ever. And like I can only equate his face sometimes is whenever Wardlow hits that first power bomb. That's Alton Brown in Cutthroat Kitchen. The emotional release. You can say a more <laughs> emotional. I say a different word. Um, but just like some some of the shit he comes up with and how proud he is with it, like it's so great. Um, you need to go back and watch Cutthroat Kitchen, especially if you do like Alton Brown, because it's like it's him, but he gets to be funny on top of just the level of fuckery. If it's the Dalton a- Anthony kind of show, where it's like, all right, cool, these people are doing something they're really good at. Now let's fuck with them. Mm-hmm. And see how well they do. But yeah, no, Alton Brown is the best. I've loved him for shit. I didn't know. I never watched Good Eats. Um, it was Cutthroat Kitchen was my introduction to him. Because I'm not a food, like, I'm not a food watcher. Unless it's Mythical Chef Josh. Cause, but but again, that's more of a comedy thing. Mm-hmm. But like before, I, like when Good Eats was a thing, I didn't watch like cooking shows or anything like that. Yeah. Um, My girlfriend at the time would put on Pioneer Woman and I fucking hated that lady with my whole being. And I wasn't having to watch her at school. I just did not like that lady. I don't know why. It was a visceral reaction to me not liking her. Guy Fieri, hits for me. There was a comedian. We will talk about wrestling at some point, I promise. There was a comedian who I think was on Conan talking about like, why does everyone hate Guy Fieri? He's happy. He provides to people. Like, he's just a nice person. So that was was cool. Um, Dalton, what is your power of positivity in the world of pro wrestling for the week? Um, mine's a local one. Um, I just recently made my return at Stride Pro Wrestling. Um, well, I, I did it a couple weeks back at the uh, Rumble, um, which was kind of like um the faces of Stride's past, present, and future. And I don't know where I landed in that, and that is kind of the scary part. But anyway, um, I decided that uh, me and people, the powers be there, decided I can come back and do a couple shows, and I've been. So I was super happy to come back and have it like a, a proper match. Um, but more importantly than that, um, that's not my power of positivity, although it was a positive moment. My power of positivity was uh, Peyton Ayers versus uh, Dexter Roswell for the Stride Heavyweight Championship. Um, Peyton actually won. Um, he is the current Stride Heavyweight Champion. And it's it was a really cool thing to see um, because Peyton is someone that I... that. I took under my wing two years ago. Um, he just, he came up to me after a CCW show and said, I want to be a wrestler. And anybody that doesn't know Peyton, um, Peyton's about six, three in a solid two sixty, built like a brick shit house. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him cause I, so like, I'm not a wrestling trainer, but I do kind of, I'm like an in-between person and I'm the person that has to like sign people up for the original training grounds thing. So they, people would come up to me and say, I want to train. And then I would look at them and I would be like, they're never going to message me back once I tell them what I need. Mm-hmm. And it, it happened more than you would think. Or I would see him one time and then I would never hear from him again. Um, or they, I would hear from him and they'd be like, hey, I'll be at the next show. And then I would never hear from them again. Yeah. Um, Peyton is the exact opposite. He's probably the f- first one out of all the people that I have like 
tried helping to like listen to everything I have to say and do it. And it is like coming tenfold for him. Um, and it was really cool to see like his progression in the last two years and to be in the building to see Peyton win his first heavyweight title against somebody that took me under their wing whenever I started training in Dexter Roswell. Uh, he was like my first actual tag partner. And it, the first time I won a title was with him. So it, I told Peyton after like, it was a super great match. Um, it's on strides uh, page right now. If you go to their most recent show, if you start the video, you can see my return match, which was, it was fine. It was a match. Um, but then go to the end and watch Peyton versus Dexter. It was a great match. Um, it was, I told Peyton afterwards, like it was really wild to see my wrestling life kind of hit full circle with the person that took me under their wing and like helped me out a whole lot. And then him, who is, I'm someone that I've, I've tried helping him out a whole lot and they had just a banger of a match and it, it made me very proud and just like personally and for Peyton where I was like, this is someone that took my advice and listened to it and it was way better than I'm ever going to be. But like, listen to it and listens to everybody's advice, and it's coming full circle for him. And then to see somebody that like was super instrumental, like to me being a wrestler, like having a great match around it, like it was really dope to see. Um, that yeah. So go to Stride's uh, page and watch uh, Peyton versus Dexter. It's their. Mo- I can't think of what the show was called. Um, because I was some. I I can't remember it, and that's unfortunate. But it's the most recent episode that they posted. Um, and they're the main event. Um, and then, yeah, if you hit up CCW's page, um, his doll collar match with Denzel Rollins, still just a motherfucker of a match. Peyton has gotten better every time I've seen him. And I have seen Peyton every weekend for the last six weeks wrestle. And it seems like he gets better every time. He also like, he's someone cause like Peyton debuted with CCW and he started with CCW while I was away. But like whenever I came back. You kind of gave me a list of like, hey, these like, because now I'm coming into a locker room full of people that like, yeah, I I recognize half, maybe three quarters worth, but like there's a ton of new faces. And some of them were like people who've been wrestling for a while. Some of them were people who were like coming up through CCW and Stride and stuff like that. And so you kind of were like, hey, these are the people that like you really need to keep an eye on. Because, like, these are the ones that are that are really kind of showing up and showing out. Uh, and, you, you, and Peyton was one that you were talking about. So, like, I immediately just, like, all of them, and we've talked about this before off the air, of just, like, okay, yeah, no, I, I will now make sure that I go out of my way to, like, because doing commentary, I never, I will never go out of my way to bury someone. Like, yeah. just, that's, it's, it's unprofessional, it's stupid, I would never do that. Um that said like i like to go if i don't because like doing commentary for for ccw is so easy because i've seen like the entire history of ccw just about so i know what the feuds are i know who the wrestlers are i know what they do i know what they can do i know what they like to do i know what their characters are i know how they like to be presented but then coming in and there's new people and anytime someone who is coming in or it's like i'm not familiar with i'll just ask them i'd be like hey is there something on commentary? Is there anything on commentary you want me to put over? Like, is there something you wish other commentators would mention when you're out there? Stuff like that, like little stuff. And so, like, I made sure to kind of go out of my way to talk to, like, those people to 
you know, because sometimes people will come up and be like, hey, you do commentary? Yeah. Hey, will you say so- like something like that? I'm like, yeah, I like no problem. I have no I have no issue doing that. Um, and Peyton was one who was just like when I asked him, he was so shy. Like, yeah. he just was like, oh, no, not really. Like, I, I don't know. Like, he, he he didn't have that confidence. And it was just and I and I, I, and I talked to you about it of it's just like, ooh okay. So once he gets his feet underneath him and he kind of gets a little bit of that, like, not cockiness, but like once he gets a little bit of that confidence, that's money. Oh, yeah. Like he's, he's, gonna, he's just got to be money. And yeah, so he he currently is and is currently is and will be in the future a motherfucker to deal with mm-hmm. in a good way. Yeah. Um, because like I've I was his first few matches. Um, I wasn't his first match, but like his first like real matches where he got to be in the ring with people that kind of knew more what they were doing. Mm-hmm. He was with um, Riser and it was me and Jay. Um, at the, and at that point, me and Jay were very aware of what we were. And right. Me and, like, we were both excited to work him, and he was brand new, like, and we both had the time of our lives working him. I haven't been in the ring with Peyton for, like, like, in an actual match. Mm -hmm. I've been in the ring with Peyton in almost a year, I think. And it sucks, because I love working him. Because it's, he's a big guy, and he, like, he knows how to work, and he wants to work. Um, but yeah, no, I just... It's one of those things like I'm it's not a proud father cuz I'm not the one that trained him that was Hatton that was Barbwire. He he he's a lot like me but way better where he has been trained by so many people and he uses the best like he he is picked and choose what he takes from everybody. Mm-hmm. And has really built himself a nice cocoon of knowledge for as young as he is in the business and is like you said like it's not shyness it's humbleness um to where he doesn't want to put himself over too much or seem like he has a big head mm-hmm. um there is some shyness i've and that's why he likes having me around because he'll be like hey and then i'll i'll be like hey like i'm <laughs> the one like talk to me i'll talk back um that's what like he's he, but he's super humble he's very talented and i like i'm proud that his introduction to wrestling was through me like I was able to do that for him and he has taken it and gone well and above what I have done. Um, and it's super fucking dope to see. And I'm like super proud of him. Um, but yeah, that's my power of positivity. Is this is his, is this his first title in general? Yes. Yeah. I thought I was gonna say, I thought so. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm excited to see what else he does. Like he, he's impressed me a lot in the, like, the little bit that I've seen of him at CCW, because that's the only place I've seen him wrestle so far. But like the strap match with Denzel was incredible. The uh, Jake his, something. I was gonna match. say the the match with Jake something was really really good. And like whenever I because you and Bay, it's the same thing with Kevin. Like you are like, oh, these are people I like. So then I'm immediately just like, oh, I like these people. These pe- Dalton likes these people. I like these people. Yeah. But I don't have that relationship with them. So I didn't want to like ask him like, hey, how did, you know, what did Jake think of your match? Stuff like that. So I asked you because I knew yeah. you would have talked to him. And, <laughs> yeah. you, and whenever you said like, oh, he got some, you know, he, you know, Jake was happy with it, which is huge. Uh, and he got good advice from all three of those Detroit guys, uh, Karam and uh, Walker as well. Yeah. Like, it's like, hell yeah. Like, those are three dudes that you want to learn from. That, like, if you're, if you have that experience, like, that is, and he wants, that's invaluable. And he wants to learn. That's the important thing. Yeah. 
and because like, it would be so easy for someone in his position to like because he he is just naturally very talented yeah and he's got the size to go with it and it's just and like, the look like yeah. he like he looks like a wrestler like it's one of those things if someone saw me down the street they would probably be like i can kick that dude's ass yeah. and then whenever i'm in a wrestling ring like i'm not an impressive looking person i'm a i'm a good wrestler mm-hmm. but like i know there are fans saying they can kick my ass right because it looks like i can i don't like shoot right now if you put peyton in this room with me i don't think i can beat him in a fight no you absolutely couldn't like he's fucking huge like he looks like a wrestler. That's my thing that I like to say about people. Like, no, that person looks like they could like actually fuck yeah. someone and, up. And like, and to, he is someone that like, he very easily could just coast on his size. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, just kind of that bare, um, that he has a base level of talent that's higher than, so, that, than a lot of people we know. Yeah. Like, and I don't mean that as a, in a, as a dig to anybody no, else. No, no, he's, it's he just started like, it. Yeah. He you can tell that he more... gets it. Yeah. Like, there's something there that it, it fits for him. It clicks for him. And he could just coast on that. But he doesn't. And that's yeah. something that is to be admired. Because you don't, you know, it, you do not see that all the time. So, yeah. but yeah, congrats to Peyton. He's a good dude. Um, I've, I, like I said, I don't have that relation, that same level of relationship uh, that you do. But, like, yeah. I'm I'm very happy for him as well. And, it, and it's super cool. So, yeah. Um, Going on, there's not a whole lot of news before we get into the Extreme Rules and the Impact Bound for Glory uh, previews, because I do want to talk about both of those shows. So we'll go through the news real quick. And it's that thing where there's two incredibly sad stories. So we're just going to kind of put them together in one. And we're not going to do like it because I always talk about like having to transition between National Scissoring Day and being excited for Peyton into like, oh shit, like unfortunate bad news so yeah this this is that harsh turn um the first one that we'll talk about tonight is sarah lee who is a former uh, tough enough winner um was with um all i can think of is his, is his actual name Corey weston blake um they had children together she died very unexpectedly um there is a gofundme up uh, to help cover their uh, her funeral arrangements, so someone so young uh, passing away so unexpectedly is just that sucks. It's it's heartbreaking. Yeah, and there's you know again, it's not like there's a ton to really comment on it aside from fucking sucks. Just awful, awful. Yeah. So um, we'll have the we'll have the uh, a link to the GoFundMe on our uh, Twitter as well just so that's yeah. there and easy and we'll have it in the description for this uh, episode as well so if you're in a position where you're able to give something uh please do or even just sharing it is you know just get more eyes on it so uh that is very unfortunate and not the only death that we have to talk about this week because antonio Inoki passed away uh he is the founder of new japan pro wrestling yeah. uh one of the most iconic names in wrestling just inarguably the two moments that i have seen pop, pop up a bunch on my twitter and even my tiktok are him the great antonio <laughs> are, are him storming to the ring during the luke gallows the doc gallows um sylvester turkai match because the match was so terrible so he just like the owner of the company just like walked out and was like shut this shit the fuck down 
Which had to be scary. Right, because it's like, if Vince McMahon, imagine Vince McMahon, like, storming to the ring during, like, a great colleague, you know, whoever match. Luke Gallows match. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, because it could have been. And just being like, no, take this off my television right now. It's it's that level. And then the other one is not just the Great Antonio match, but the Bill Burr <laughs> recap of it, uh, of Great Antonio trying to, like, make himself look like a big badass by not selling any of Anoki's offense and then it, kicking the shit and hitting him in the back of the head. And so Antonio Noki was just like, bet. <laughs> like, referee stoppage after he damn near kicked his head in. Yeah, it's one of those like, well, I I like working this person because I don't have to sell. Well, yeah, no, Antonio Noki made him sell mm-hmm. from his face. Any any crevasse he could open up, he was he was getting that ass. I love that clip so much. Also, did you ever watch um, the great An- or not great Antonio uh, Antonio Noki versus Muhammad Ali? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's brutal. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, Antonio Inoki was kind of a dick for that. Like, not saying he was a dick overall, but just for that, like, yee. That's why I didn't, like, I wasn't gonna, like, that wasn't one I was gonna, you know, be like, yeah, go out your way to watch this. Like, the other two are, you know, more, uh, shine a better light, we'll say. But I mean, I, yes, not a great moment, but what that did for the business at the time was pretty dope. Like, yeah. It's a little rough ski. It's a little rough ski. Um, so yeah, it's it's too. Uh, just, anytime you talk about a death, it sucks and it's unfortunate. Like it, Sarah Lee being so young is just like and leaving behind three kids and a husband. Like that yeah. shit's tragic. Um, you know, Antonio Noki was older, but it's but still, it's like he wasn't that old. He, he was like in his seventies, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. it's it it still sucks. So, uh, it was. I will say, like one thing that I did think was very neat was like during SmackDown because like the show started before like he he the announcement of him dying like happened after SmackDown like went on the air, and they still managed to like get a moment in there where like Cole and I think it was Graves like actually acknowledged it and acknowledged him um which was super cool and you know it's you, you it's it's good to see like at least an acknowledgement because even though he's not a wwe guy like he's still important in he's in the hall of fame i mean that's yeah. not the same thing i know that's not the same no no, thing, no but, but you know what like, i you know what i mean yeah. i'm just like he's yeah. not a traditional like oh he wrestled for wwe forever or something yeah. like that um i mean he was a he's a he's one of those universal stars of wrestling like we even like we did a tim bell salute for him at stride like he is somebody very important to the history of wrestling like especially in japan yeah and he's created probably the top one of the top three companies in the world. Cause yeah. you got to think it's like WWE, AEW. Um, you could maybe put CMLL or AAA in there, but if you're doing that, you have to put new Japan in there. No, new like, J- I would put, I would say like new Japan is ahead of, I would, I would honestly almost, if it wasn't for AEW, it's, it's only been around for three years. Like the three year anniversary was literally this past Wednesday. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would say like overall, importance to professional wrestling as of right now i would still put new japan ahead of AEW. like oh, yeah, not history as a, as an all-time ranking like current day obviously AEW's number two with a bullet 
Like, yeah, dude, I'm not arguing that. But it is like it's it is easy to kind of sleep on how just how industry shaping aspects of New Japan have been. Like, can you imagine? Like, I mean, there wouldn't be AEW without New Japan because no. the Bullet Club single handedly like reshaped American pro wrestling. Yeah, and Japan, like Japanese wrestling too. Yeah, so because like nobody was doing that, like nobody was. That's not the. I meant to say independent. I meant to say independent wrestling, not American wrestling. That's what happened because I was like, yeah, no, why would that's that's weird that I excluded that. No, I meant independent wrestling, but also like on on a whole, like even like WWE and now AEW. So yeah, the stars that Anoki was able to create, like over the last however long. Mm-hmm. like through new japan like tanahashi's the nakamura's the masawa's like there's a lot of people that yeah would that and, wouldn't have yeah. gotten that spotlight without enoki yeah giving them that platform so uh condolences to all their friends and family and loved ones and it sucks so um moving on to the rest of the news for the week thankfully the, I, there's like one more bummer story but it's nowhere near that level of bummer so um it was announced today. Actually, yeah, we'll do that one. Um, it was announced today that starting with the season premiere episodes of Raw and SmackDown, we are going to be getting new commentary teams for all of the three WWE shows. Um, starting tomorrow, because we record this Thursday night, so Friday night SmackDown, October 7th will uh that's the season premiere because that's going to have sheamus versus uh gunther for the intercontinental championship uh smackdown's new broadcast team is going to be michael cole and wade barrett i'm super excited for that i like wade barrett on commentary i think he's fun uh and i think that like michael cole now that we've kind of are getting michael cole unleashed is fantastic and i very much look forward to the dynamic that these two have it is pretty baller uh Uh, go ahead sorry i was i was well i was getting ready to go on to raw if you had a no go ahead you're good uh monday night raw's team uh it was announced that jimmy smith is no longer with wwe uh it seemed to be more of like a mutual kind of parting it was it didn't it's not like he's released uh suddenly fired or anything like that but and he put out a very nice note about like the time he had at wwe uh but the raw commentary team going forward is going to be kevin patrick and Corey graves and i like kevin patrick i like Corey graves their their chemistry though is what's really going to determine how good this this team is because I think individually they're both really good. It's just, uh, you know, how does Kevin play off of Corey? Especially now that Corey is losing his Byron Saxton punching bag. Yeah. So. Because his, his attention is going to be now all Patrick all the time. Yeah. And so how does Ke- how does Patrick handle that? Yeah. And then the NXT new broadcast team is going to be Vic Joseph and Booker T. Oof. And uh, I like Vic Joseph a lot. I think he does a really good job. I'm not thrilled about Booker T on commentary because Booker T was on commentary for a not very long period of time on. I think it was raw. He did and Smackdown too for a short time. I think was it. Okay. I, yeah. I don't, I, I don't remember. I just remember not enjoying it. Yeah. Like uh, hopefully he's gotten better question mark. Maybe I don't know. 
I don't know. We'll see. I think that when he's when if he's on the developmental show, uh, and is he does he give a shit? Like, oh, all right. Maybe maybe they'll pay. They're paying him enough to give a shit. That would be cool. Yeah. God, I hope so. <laughs> like, I would rather him be. Like, I would very much if you're if, I would much rather him be like an on screen character. Like, let him yeah. be the new general manager, um, or pair or be- pair him with someone. Because you can be unhinged and be the general manager, and it's actually kind of fun. But I don't think that Booker T is the commentator. Like, I, a commentary does need a certain level of like skill. Um, which is why I think you're a great commentator. Uh, but I could never do your job, and vice versa. I don't think Booker T is a commentator. Oh, if I wasn't afraid of pain, I would be a way better wrestler than you. But you're afraid of pain, so vice versa. Oh. I embrace it. Uh, because I'm stupid. Because you have to. Because uh, yeah, because I don't have a choice <laughs> half the time. Um, but yeah, no, uh, I'm not excited about the NXT one even a little bit. Yeah, same. Good I... thing. Good thing that is the show I watch the least. <laughs> so I will say, I will say, uh, since I've been kind of watching more WWE, I've kind of forget. And again, I'm gonna say this with all the love in the world. I forget kind of how dog shit AEW's commentary is because they do not care. They either don't care at all or care too much and have fun. I don't know which one it is. But, like, god damn, I forgot, like, it feels so much not professional compared to WWE's. And I think that's why I enjoy it's, it. It's mostly on Dark and Dark Elevation. Uh, where, it's, where it's just Excalibur and Taz. And yeah, they just that's kind of, rough, yeah. Like, that can be, yeah, they don't talk about the match, like, at all. Uh, yeah. And that does kind of get under my skin a little bit, but at the same time, it's a, it it is enjoyable because them just fucking around is fun. They're having they're having a podcast while wrestling's going on. Yeah, um, I will say anytime Tony Schiavone's on the mic, he kind of keeps it a little bit more grounded. Sometimes, I, so, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not saying you're entirely wrong, but I think you're being too harsh. But. That's I a, said with all the love in my heart, I am not shitting no, 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 no. on them. I, I know you're not, but I, I think you're kind of, you're painting with a real broad brush there sometimes. <laughs> because does it sometimes sound like JR would rather suck start a 48 than watch and call the match that he's currently having to call or watch? Yes. Uh, do I think Pete, the internet gives JR way too much shit? Also, yes. yes. Yeah. But he, it's, yeah, so, anyway... Anyway, those are your new announced teams going forward, starting this Friday with Wade Barrett and Michael Cole on SmackDown. Uh, That's probably the best group of news. Just a real quick, because we've talked about them like on three separate segments. So we may as well just add it here. Uh, It was announced that the scissor me daddy ass is the top selling AEW shirt for 2022. Uh, I am in possession of one. You bought me for a Christmas present the pink version, the the variant. So I got my. Cha- thank you. I, I got thank my. Thank cha- you for saying. Thank you for saying. Damn it! Right the day before, or the day that they announced it, because you ordered yours the day before. Yeah, because I literally ordered. I put my order in for. I got a. I got a handful of AEW shirts, just because it was. So this was. <laughs> this is literally what happened. I have been very stressed out with work. I cannot stand my job. I fucking want out so bad. Probably shouldn't say that on a podcast, but no one listens, so it's cool. No one yeah. that, like, is... Can get you in imp- trouble. Yeah. Um, Unless Dylan decides that he's going to get your revenge. <laughs> he may not even know where I work, so that's fine. Um, but he... But, like, 
I was having a real bad day, and you know what makes me feel better? Consuming. Like yep. a good little capitalist. So I wanted to like I wanted to spend some money and there weren't any figures out that I like because it was one of those like, no, I'm not pre-ordering anything. I want to know that if I buy this, I will have it in my hands within a week. Yeah. So I there wasn't anything out or like that I needed. And the day before, like the local stores didn't have anything that I really needed. So I was like, all right, screw it. Uh, The scissor me daddy ass shirt is funny. And I can always use more t-shirts. So I'll grab that. And I grabbed a couple other... I grabbed the uh, the new Hangman shirt. And I bought two different FTR shirts. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> I like them both. So I, I got I'm impressed those. that you didn't buy the hoodie. And then I, I didn't want to spend that much money. Fair enough, fair enough. Because at that point, I was already at, like, you know, looking at that much. Yeah. And then I was like, all right. And then, yeah, literally the next day, I sent it to that wrestling group chat of just like, oh, there's a pink one now. And it was very much CM Punk when The Rock debuted the new WWE Championship. I want that one. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just like, and so, yeah, so Dalton bought that one for me for Christmas. Um, but it is now the top selling shirt of 2022. Congratulations to the acclaimed. Everyone loves the acclaimed. That's just, that's a neat little statistic. Um, And then in less good AEW news, a yet another backstage altercation takes place this time between Sammy Guevara and Andrade El Idolo. Uh, And if you're surprised to hear that, I don't know what to tell you. If you're, if you spend any time at all on Twitter and you're surprised that these two had something happen uh, backstage, good luck to you, I guess. Because Andrade did an interview where he's like, no, I like everybody. Well, except for this one dude, Sammy Guevara. He complained that I hit him too hard. If I hit you too hard, hit me too hard. That's what you do. Not even John Cena complained about me hitting him too hard. And it's just like, that's such a weird dig to like just float out there unprompted. So uh, like, y- Yes and no. Yes and no. You are absolutely <laughs> correct. But I have heard the exact same fucking sentence gets said in locker rooms before. No. So, I, yeah, it's just weird to hear in the public, like in an interview sense, where it's like, why are you saying this right now? Because like common sense would dictate if that irritated you that he brought it to the back. Why are you bringing it to an interview? Yeah. And so then they exchanged very unpleasant trees on Twitter. Apparently they were both sat down, not together, but like separately and just told on Tuesday, hey, don't fucking fight. You're not allowed to fight. <laughs> if you fight, you're going to get sent home. We won't fire you, but like you're not going to be take part of the television program. So then on Wednesday, it's randomly <laughs> tweeted out by Tony Khan, the match between Andrade and 10 for Rampage is off. And it's like, huh. And then the stories start to come out of, oh, no, there was an altercation. Now that some time has passed, uh, and it seemed like the initial stuff that went out there was more from the Andrade side of the argument. Whereas now, like, things have kind of... Not evened out, but there's been more time to get what, like, everybody's side of things. And from the sounds of it, uh, Andrade just, like, start... He, it was on site. He saw him and just <laughs> went after him. You and, know what? Like, and Sammy, to his credit, because I know he gets a lot of shit and people say a lot of shit about him. And, you know, whether or not that's deserved, that's a whole other conversation that really should be reserved for people who actually know him and have seen him interact backstage. 
but apparently he did everything he could to just disengage. Like, he didn't get physical, he didn't retaliate, he just tried to get away. Which, honestly, if fucking Andrade El Idolo's coming at me, yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing. <laughs> I mean, if it's me, I'm curling up in a ball and crying, but I'm not a real man, so who cares? It's um, what it, So, like, obviously, you should not take that shit into a workplace setting. Yes. That being said, I do love that energy. No, 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 we're doing this. We're doing, you well, a, You you want to we'll, call me a bitch on Twitter? We're going to do this right now. We'll like, talk about you, it on Wednesday. Yeah. You, you, know what day, you know what day it is. <laughs> Andrade ain't about that talk, he's about that action. He's about to walk. Um, <laughs> you you should never do that. And we, we take a firm stance on not starting altercations at your workplace. That being said, if you're going to do it, make it worth your mile. Like don't, don't, don't miss heaven by two inches. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so now the, the like Meltzer has pointed out, it's like, no, Andrade's just actively trying to get fired at this point. So <laughs> has to be. and again, and again, that hits for me. If you don't like your job and you don't think they're going to fire you, give them motherfuckers a reason. Give them a reason. <laughs> yeah, but not at the expense of somebody else. And, and like I said, and the stuff about Guevara is mostly cause it's like, okay, so there was the incident with Kingston and then, like, there's a lot of that talk about, like, being difficult to work with in general. People have been circulating the line from Ethan Page about him being, a, you know, a walking PR nightmare. And, and he's yeah. got, you know, so, but it is one of those things where it's like, no, you don't just shit on a dude because you don't like him. Especially if, if the information that we're being presented isn't, doesn't line up with that. No, because I'm not just, shitting... I'm not shitting on Guevara. I need that to be very known. No, I no, don't no. Wanna... I, I, this yeah. was more towards the, like, remember at the beginning of the show where we talk about the internet's a very negative place. Yeah. They, like, they'll look for any reasons, like, oh, we already don't like this dude, so... So now know. we got it. Cause, so, and, and for the most part, like, Andrade does have his hate, like, people that don't like him. Mm-hmm. But it is nowhere near, nowhere near the level that Sammy Guevara has. Yeah. And again, like, I'm, and I'm just gonna say, I don't want Guevara to get his ass beat. I'm just saying, the fucking visual picture of Andrade just being like, no, nah, fuck that guy, is hilarious to me. Because that is some high school level bully energy that I have not seen in like 20 or 12 years. And I'm like, no, I that that hits for me. It, <laughs> and, oh, I don't know, it's... Anyway, anyway, moving on. Was that it for the news? That's it for the news. So, where does that leave us? Previews, reviews, Impact, Bound for Glory is tomorrow night, Friday night, October 7th. Um, again, I would, I just am wanting to spotlight Impact because they have been consistently for the last couple years just cranking out really, really solid wrestling shows. Yeah. And they still have got the TNA stink on them, they still got the, the Hulk Hogan stigma around them, but like... It, if you're not paying attention to Impact as a fan of pro wrestling, you're doing yourself a disservice because there's some really awesome stuff going on. Um, the Call Your Shot Gauntlet. Uh, well, first off, on the there's a pre-show. Um, that one is so far the only match announced for that is Brian Myers will defend his Impact Digital Media Championship against a mystery opponent. Um, it's essentially it's an open challenge, so we don't know who it's going to be. Uh, the Call Your Shot Gauntlet, a 20-wrestler intergender gauntlet battle royal. Uh, the winner receives a trophy and a contract they can invoke any time within one year for any championship of their choosing. So they can cash it in for X Division Championship, uh, Tag Team Championships, the world title, 
I like that as a little wrinkle to like, if you're going to do the money in the uh, bank briefcase, this puts a little wrinkle on it because now it opens wide up, you know, what championship you can go for. Yeah. So I like that a lot. Uh, the Impact Knockouts World Tag Team Championships will be defended. VXT, uh, the team of Chelsea Green and Deanna Parasso versus the Death Dolls, Jessica uh, and Taya Valkyrie. Jessica is uh, better known as Havoc. Yep. If you're not keeping up with uh, current Impact stuff. But she's so happy. She's now. Yeah, she's much more outgoing now. Uh, Rosemary yeah. will be in their corner, the Death Dolls corner as well. Uh, the uh, Mickey James's career is on the line. Uh, Mia Yim versus Mickey James. Mickey is currently doing the, she's calling it like the last rodeo, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I just read it. I think you're right. I think it is the last rodeo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, her last rodeo tour, so the next match she loses will be her final match, will be her retirement match. So, if Mia Yim wins, this could potentially be Mickey James's uh, final match. If someone's gonna beat her, that's one I'd be cool with. Yeah, me. I mean, yeah, Mia Yim has been so underrated for so long, she just has yeah. not gotten that, that. Honestly, that WWE run, um, besides getting paid, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. uh, didn't really do her a lot of favors. No, and she was solid in NXT. She did some cool stuff in NXT, but then, like, coming up as The Reckoning with uh, Antifa, the group. Yeah, it Retro- got her an action figure. Yeah. It did get her an action figure, so. Yep. And it gave her two roster spots on the most recent WWE game, so. <laughs> fuck, who, maybe I'm wrong. I don't yeah. know. I mean, Diesel gets two checks, so. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Kevin Nash hits so hard. <laughs> uh, the X Division Championship is on the line. Uh, this is a match that I think could be match of the weekend. Just throwing that out there. Uh, Speedball Mike Bailey takes on Frankie Kazarian. Ooh. Uh, defending against Frankie Kazarian. So that match is going to be friggin' fantastic. Uh, the Impact World Tag Team titles will be defended as Honor No More, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett defend against the Motor City Machine Guns. That is number two of matches I'm most looking forward to for this show. Because just all of that hits for me. Very on board. Impact Knockouts World Championship will be defended. Jordan Grace defends against Masha Slamovich. I never know if I say it. Like, I always say it as I'm reading it. And I don't ever know if it's correct. That's how I, that's how I read it. Because it's always, it just, it falls out of my brain because I've heard it said out loud. And it's one of yeah. those things where it's like, just because how you read it doesn't necessarily mean how it's pronounced. But I could be wrong. And if I am, someone will correct me. And then I'll that's forget how again. The internet because, works. And, and, but I will forget again. And I just, I, I'm terrible at it. Uh, like to the point, that show that I called with Matt Stryker and the besties in the world were in the ring. And he just continuously said Fitch A. For Matt Fitchett. And I was and to the point that like I asked him after the show or at a different show. It was at I think it was up. It was a show up in St. Louis. I was just like, hey, I have to know. Have I been saying your name wrong this entire time? Because I have called several matches for them. And and he was like, no, that you're right. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> he was then probably why like, the fuck was, why the fuck was Matt Stryker saying it that way? I bet he was just like, man, fuck Matt Stryker. <laughs> <laughs> The Impact World Championship will be defended as Josh Alexander defends against Eddie Edwards. Uh, again, that's another match that's just going to be fucking incredible. If that if if Impact just kind of gets out of their own way and lets Josh Alexander and Eddie Edwards have just a fucking awesome wrestling match, that's going to be that's that'll be in the match of the year contender. Mm-hmm. 
easy. So, uh, that is Bound for Glory. Uh, it is one of the, um, you know, bigger shows. It's about Bound for Glory or Slammiversary. Which one is their WrestleMania? Slammiversary. Okay, but Bound for Glory is like one of their tentpole. Yeah, it's, it's like their yeah, it's like a pillar shows. So, uh, check that out if you get a chance. I uh, am going to do my best to, but we will see what time allows. I might have to get a replay. And then the very next day, Saturday, October 8th, WWE Extreme Rules Premium Live Event. You can catch it on the Peacock app. It's the bird. It's got the... But, like, imagine colors. So. They filmed 30 Rock there. Yeah. They aired 30 Rock there. And filmed it. They filmed it at Rockefeller Center. I don't think they filmed it there. That was just where it took place. I'm sure they filmed it at a television studio. Now, Dalton, you may not be aware of this. No, it was in New York. Sometimes when they film, they did the office at Scranton. They say they're a place, but they actually film at a different place and they use sets. And it's crazy, I know. After the show, I need to tell you about the Jack McBrayer Conan O'Brien story (laughs) because it's just, it made me laugh and you'll appreciate it. And we've talked about not wrestling enough for it to be on the show. Uh, Extreme Rules, hey, pay-per-view, that is happening. Uh, this is another one that I'm like, AEW has me weird when it comes to pay-per-views now. Because I'm looking at the card, and granted, we still have SmackDown, we still have SmackDown tomorrow, stuff could get added, stuff could get tweaked, but there's currently six matches shown. And it's like, man, that's not a lot. I'm used to AEW shows where there's like 18 matches to talk about. And that's just the pre-show. <laughs> yeah. But no, so it's like, no, this is a normal amount of matches. That's just, yeah. that's what it is. Um, six-man tag team good old-fashioned Donnybrook match is the dumbest name for the coolest fucking match. <laughs> right? Uh, it's the Brawling Brutes, Seamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch versus Imperium, <laughs> Gunther, Lud- Ludwig Kaiser, and Giovanni Vinci. Um I am very excited for this match because this sounds like it's just going to be a six-man Extreme Rules hardcore car crash. Let's they're, go. They're probably going to set up like a bar set. They're probably going to have the sugar glass beer steins. Let's uh, go. The, or beer mugs. No, there's I'm, a real Asa. <laughs> okay, buddy. I am very, just all of this, I'm looking forward to. Just super on board. Uh, an I Quit match, Edge versus Finn Balor. I'm I'm less excited for this than I wish I was. And it's only because the Judgment Day stuff is going to make it really weird. And also, the last... No, that was, that was the last thing. What was his match? What was Edge's match with Randy Orton at WrestleMania? That the was greatest. 45 minutes long. Oh, uh, well, no, that was like a last man standing match. The match last you're man standing. thinking about... You're thinking of the match that was like the greatest wrestling match ever or whatever, or the greatest, yeah, it was the greatest match, wrestling match of no, all no, time. No, 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 the, the greatest wrestling match of all time, no, I'm not thinking of that. I'm thinking of the WrestleMania match that was like 45 minutes long and they brawled yeah. all over the place. It was like, a, it was a last man standing because they ended up doing like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but it, and it, but it is that just like, oh man, this one's going to go a l- very long time and it is going to just basically be a, you know, one on four handicap match except you got to think aj styles is going to get involved you got to think Rey mysterio is going to get involved like i wwe's in this weird place where they're doing the cool thing it, it, on one hand it's neat where it's like feuds are kind of melding into other feuds and people have beef with other people 
but it's like when the marquee match is Edge versus Finn Balor, but Finn Balor is actively feuding with AJ Styles, and Ray and Dom is still happening, like, it gets weird, and it gets kind of messy. And this is yeah. just an example of, like, to me, it's a little, like, uh, we'll see how this ends up. Could still, between Edge and Finn Balor, again, if they get out of their own way and just let them fuck each other up, hell Great. yeah. Super yeah. on board. It's gonna rule. A ladder match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship as Bianca Belair defends against Bayley. Uh, hell yeah. Just super on board. I really want Bayley to win because, like, the idea of damage control, kind of having a women's bloodline just chokehold on the titles could be cool. But at the same time, like, we've already got the bloodline. And they've already got kind of a chokehold on the titles. So... We'll see what happens, but so either way, the Bianca's match is definitely going to win. I, th- I think she probably will. Um, yeah. But that said, again, like I, this is just another. This is just going to be a fantastic match. I'm yeah, just, yeah. I'm really looking forward to the match itself. A strap match: Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross. Let's go. Yeah, I mm, I don't know. Be- Big meaty men slapping meat and other things. Yeah, I I do not like the strap match as a stipulation, just in general. Really? Yeah, because it's it goes back to the whole like make it go go back to fake hitting each other. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just one of those things. Um, call me a bitch. I don't care. It's just it's a it's a personal taste thing. So if there's two, do I think the match will be good? Yes, I do. Will oh yeah, yeah. I personally enjoy the match. We'll see. Probably. Like, I ended up, you know, I fucking loved Gunther versus Sheamus. Like, that's right up there for my match of the year, still. Yeah. Like, mm, so good. Uh, A fight pit match with Daniel Cormier as the special guest referee, (laughs) Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle. Um, I don't know why DC gets added to this. I don't either. But, but I'm man, not I'm mad about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's DC, cool. DC's going to pick somebody up and put somebody down. And the funny thing is, he's like only like 5'10". He's not a, like, he's big. He's a mm-hmm. big man. But he's not a big man. And it's like, it's going to be funny seeing him throw somebody around. You know it's going to be Rollins. He's going to ragdoll his ass at least once. Yeah. Um, uh, you think this is where Riddle gets his victory? Yeah. And I think, and again, because it's like, Rollins doesn't win feuds. Rollins doesn't need to win feuds. No, no, no. So he's got a win over Riddle already. Um, I hope they don't do a rubber match if Riddle does win. Like, I hope this is the win and then they can both move on to, you know, whatever. It's been a long feud. So I, I would be okay with that. Um, be interesting to see what DC does. Like, because I, I could also maybe see them tease, like, wanting, because he's a huge wrestling fan. Yeah. Like, he's been on record talking about wanting to do stuff with wrestling for a very long time. So, you know, I could almost even see DC costing Riddle and then them going into a thing. Maybe. That would... I... uh, uh, I'm gonna hope for Rollins. That he goes after that. It's him and Rollins. It's Rollins instead of... Yeah. I mean, either one would be good. It's just... I, I don't know where... I don't know. And it could just be like, he's just going to do the celebrity. Nope, I'm here. I did the thing. Cheer for me. Oh, I hope not. But yeah, at the same time, that's also fine if he does it. I'm just, I, I like Daniel Cormier a lot. He's fucking dope as hell. He, anyone who runs down John Jones that much 
is just I'm a big fan of. It's a like, shame automatically. It's a shame he never won those matches. Yeah, but I mean, but didn't the, some of them get overturned because Jones is a drughead? I think both of them did. Well, one of them did. No, he did. Jones beat him once, and I think it counted. And then the other one, Jones beat him, but it got overturned. And then the third one, they said, "Hey, we're gonna drug test you," and then he hit under the cage like a little bitch. Um, That's because we about take right. we take a pro fuck John Jones stance on this show every day, and twice on Sundays. Hell um, yeah. And then the Extreme Rules match for the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Pass. I wish Liv was against literally anyone else. Becky. I don't want Ronda to win. I don't want, like, I don't want to see Ronda. I don't want to watch Ronda Rousey. I, it's just, this is a bummer. Um that said, like, if Liv Morgan gets a win here, Ronda's still super protected because it's going to be because of weapons and tables and all sorts of shit. Yeah. So, that said, I fully expect Ronda Rousey to win this. Yeah, I don't see her losing. Minus ones. some sort of, like, interference or shenanigans. Uh, I don't, I, I think that, I, I think Liv loses on Sunday, or on Saturday, so. Uh, and then one thing that's not on here, but people are speculating uh, apparently, Extreme Rules, there's a number of people expecting this to be the White Rabbit reveal. Man, I hope so. Um, I did see a theory on Reddit, though, that it's like, fuck, this makes too much sense for it to not happen. Because in one of the QR codes, when you go through the data mining bullshit of it all, because that's what this thing is turned into, uh, there's an image of the actual rabbit from Alice in Wonderland. And everyone expects him to be at Extreme Rules. Well, the rabbit is always two days late. So if he he doesn't show up on Saturday. Monday. He'll show up on Monday. God damn it. So who knows? At this point, if it's not Bray Wyatt, whoever they are bringing in for this doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell. Nope. Um, He's going to get booed like Ray at the fucking 2013 Royal Rumble. Yep. So, because, because they've been leaning too hard into the into the into the Bray stuff, yeah. Like it's the same font that the the Fiend used. It, like there's there's a million clues that are all just like they all kind of tie into Bray. So it's the Undertaker. Undertaker's gonna have one last match. Oh Jesus Christ! It's Saudi Arabia with the <laughs> co-headlined by Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul gag well thanks for bringing that energy down oh. to end the show dalton no no, no. i have a I have a play uh playing with ourselves segment because i think i may have gotten my uh uh i think i may have gotten the uh action figure of the year for myself from mattel and i it was a figure that i didn't even want and then i bought it and i fell in love with it but it is the uh, legends series 16 ray mysterio from ecw one night stand 2006 i don't know like it's the iron, the iron spider from the comic book that I just bought. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it just feels good in the hand and it's a great looking figure. And it comes with the robe that I don't have on me right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't, but they did such a good job with this figure and I love it. And it's also like a customizer's dream. Cause like a little bit of paint here and here and a little bit of like nail polish remover right here. And you have a really dope ass nondescript Rey Mysterio figure. Because he has the Eddie Guerrero, like... Armband. Yeah, he has the initials there. Um, 
It's a really fucking dope figure. It makes me sad they're not going to make a Sabu. But, like, I I love this figure. This wasn't even the figure I wanted. Um, I just ordered it with my uh, AP or my Acolytes tag team, which that tag team rocks my socks. I've bought a lot of wrestling figures. In the past week, Asa, um, almost all of Elite 94, Bret Hart, I got MSK, and I think I got Mace. Yeah, I got Mace. I got the British Bulldog, which was the legend from that series, because they do, like, a collector's legend. I got the British Bulldog from that. And then I got all of Elite, or Legend 16, which was um, Molly Holly, the Acolytes, and Rey Mysterio. I got Adam Cole and Brian Danielson from the AEW Waves. And that doesn't count the Bat family that I bought and some of the Marvel Legends I bought, including Mojo and the Ultimate Roman Reigns that I have right here, which is a dope figure um, because it comes with a Bloodline shirt that Sami Zayn can't wear. No, That's playing not. with ourselves. Nice. That's the, yeah. Be a good but little th- capitalist and consume, yeah. consume, consume because if the you planet s- is dying. The water wars are coming. So why not die with some cool plastic stuff? Yeah, if you're if you're if you buy action figures, Dylan, and you see this in the store, Dylan, uh, buy it. It's worth it, Dylan. <laughs> um, I think he's the only one that buys figures that listens to us. Dylan, so. he's he's holding up the Rey Mysterio figure since he you can't see this because yeah. it's an audio podcast. It's such a cool figure though. I like I like holding it. Dummy. Um, well, that's nice. I'm glad you got some cool stuff. I got some AEW stuff coming from Ringside Collectibles, um, Unrivaled Ten, and the Shivani and Ross are coming so excited to get those in um oh and i did get the lizard retro oh the lizard. retro yeah. that came in today i haven't opened it I, yet but i think I have. I have everybody that's done commentary for AEW regularly minus regal because i have the jericho that was the amazon that you can basically make the commentary jericho mm-hmm. i have taz and then i don't have ross or shivani yet um because whenever they announced excalibur they did like a three you could buy all three of them at once. You just have to wait for Excalibur to come out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't even have my action figures up right now. So I might as well save like a few bucks and just buy them all three together. But I like that they did a full commentary team. That I mean, ringside exclusive, they're more limited. But like, it's a lot better than what WWE does. I know one you don't have. Matt Menard. Daddy Magic. Well, nobody has it yet. Yep, exactly. So you don't have it. Um, but that's it. That's the episode. We're done. Dalton is, is telling me I'm number one, and I appreciate that. Because I am. I'm the best. I'm the five-star man. I don't know when a number comes after 38. It's episode, it's 39. Um, hooray. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for tuning in this week. Let us know what you're excited about this weekend in pro wrestling. Uh, you know, Extreme Rules is Saturday. Bound for Glory is Friday. I'm sure there's a million local indie shows that you could be going and seeing as well. So let us know what you're doing. Let us know what you thought of uh, wrestling. Did you get any cool action figures? Let us know. We, we, we like to, we like to talk to you. We like to know things. So uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at the five star man. That's with the number five. You can follow Dalton on Twitter at Mr. D Anthony N P O T R until he changes that to at aces co-host. Uh, and then you can follow the show on Twitter at nerdiest part. So give us a follow, drop us a follow. If you like what we do over here, throw us a review on whatever podcasting service you happen to be using. Uh, share us with a friend. I know the first like 20 minutes was all local and non-wrestling related, but Hey, that's what we're here for. Some people seem to dig it. And if you do, you're our type of people. So thank you again to everybody. 
uh have a good week we will be back next week talking about extreme rules hopefully talking about bound for glory if i get a chance to catch it i do have a three-day weekend so fingers crossed on that um but until next week thank you so much take care of yourselves take care of each other and of course watch more wrestling